This is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm super glad that you're here. We provide reflection and connection for the high-achieving woman. So obviously, the podcast episode you're listening to by yourself. So the connection you can find at badasswomenscouncil.community. Come on in and join us. All right, here we go. I'm not coming down. Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. And today on the show, we have KJ, host of KJ Today. And I love how all of that rhymes. Welcome, KJ. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. You bet. So we were introduced in some beautiful way that I can't remember, which is my favorite thing. Just, just wonderful, badass women just get brought into my world organically, and it's beautiful. But we had our dear friend Alex Perry. Oh, Alex Perry, perfect. Um, He was a Thrive Guide for our Rise and Thrive program, and one of my dear, dear friends. So yay go Alex. But we've had a couple of conversations and each time I feel like we should have been recording. Like I, I love the way our stories have melded together. And today you're going to tell a bit of your story uh, about how, how sometimes our dreams don't manifest in the way or the timing that we think they're going to. So I'm just going to set you up because this is what you do for a living. You host your own show. I don't need to lead you down this path of telling stories. Tell us about how, how this has played out for you, how your dream is now manifesting, but didn't quite go as you thought it would. Yes. And I, I love the timing of all of this and how, even though we've been in similar circles for so long and had connections that it was the right moment. And we're talking about timing. It was the exact right moment. Your, you know, your book is out and talking about standing tall in your story. And I have really tried to wrap my head around uh, and, and guide myself in the idea of what is the story that I'm telling. So sometimes fast forwarding to what does future KJ want to say about this moment? How are we going to write this moment? Um, it becomes so much more uh, powerful and you feel more in control when you go, okay, well, how am I going to tell the story? Here's the things I can control. So this is how I'm going to be so that I can say that is what I did. When I was faced with this, I did this. So I love um, going to, to the future and, and talking about uh, my story. And one of those moments that just came along uh, in like the grandest way, right? The announcement of like, you are going to get this right because it's time, uh, about, uh, about seven weeks ago, um, I got laryngitis 
And I am, I am a storyteller. I use my voice. I've been on the radio since I was 17. I'm in TV. I do podcasting, like everything. I mean, my life yeah. revolves. It is your tool. Thing. It is your vehicle. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I had been really putting a lot of, um, a lot of pressure on myself. I, I went full-time into the KJ media company in March of 2021. And, you know, and so it was like, oh my gosh, like my time is my money. And what, you know, and some days like, what am I doing? I used to get a paycheck and I didn't worry about any of this stuff. (laughs) Preach girlfriend. (laughs) Right. And so there was just a lot going on. And I had, you know, I had put too much on my plate. And I know that looking back now, but it was, I was, I was in a moment where I was like, I am exhausted. I've done too much, but I committed to it. And so I need, I literally like, you know, looked up at the sky and I was like, give me these next three hours. I need to be on. I was at a gala. I was like, I need this voice. I need, I I need to perform, right? Like I had, like there are people counting on me. There's an organization counting on me. Like I have to do this. Right. And I got those three hours and then boom, I woke up the next morning voice is gone. I mean, to the point that I was really terrified. Like Mm -hmm. I've never had that moment, but Rebecca, that moment was the moment that, you know, whether it's, you know, God or source or whatever you call the higher power was like, you need to be quiet for a second and listen, you need to listen, you know, like it's, it's here. There's a way to do this. And because all you're doing is talking and running and doing and talking and running, you're not listening. Mm -hmm. Um, Over those next few days, I just, I started writing because I couldn't, couldn't talk. And like, you know, like everything, my husband, like, you know, can you go get me Starbucks medicine ball? (laughs) Like I can't say anything. I'm writing everything. And in those moments, you know, it just, the words started coming and I had this reminder several years back. So I, I was very, very fortunate in radio. You, you get fired a lot. You move around a lot. It's the life of radio. Right. And I was very fortunate to walk into the same building every single day and do what I loved for over 20 years. And 14 of those were on the Smiley Morning Show. And we had built this thing. And I thought like, this is all I'm going to do, right? This is it. And then there was an unexpected pivot and we were separated. And it was like, KJ, you're going to go do your own show. You have earned it. I'm like, what What do you mean I've earned it? I don't want it. (laughs) I'm good over here, but like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now. And when, uh, when I got put into the, the afternoons on this new station, it was really more about the music, but I didn't know that they're like, you're going to go to the afternoons. And I'm like, I'm going to be by myself. I guess I'll do this show by myself. And I had all these ideas and I was writing and like, here's what the KJ today show is going to be. And it's going to be great. And I'll do positive vibes and pop culture and pets and all the things that I love. And in the nicest possible way, I was told could you just play the music? <laughs> wow. And th- I mean, just devastating, right? Like to be in a space where I was creating and I felt like this is this is why I was put here right now to create this show and do this thing. And you just told me to shut up. 
(laughs) What are your feelings in that moment? Walk us through that. Yeah. Devastated. You know, I started going in every single day and there's a microphone in front of me, but they didn't want my voice. And it wasn't, I know now looking back, it wasn't personal. It was the format of what the station needed to be. And a a positive voice needed to come on once in a while, familiar, and give them a nice little 10 seconds of happiness. And here's what's on TV tonight, or here's a positive story. But um, I felt more and more suffocated every single day. Like I, you can, you can wrap your head around, well, these songs are making people happy and they credit me for playing them. But my, my voice was silenced then. And I didn't realize just how suffocated it had become until I got fired. (laughs) Well, well, let's, let's pause right there before you got fired. Okay. So yes, this was this is similar to my story that sometimes the company shifts mm-hmm. strategy, shifts things that are necessary in the bigger picture of things that have nothing to do with you. But if you're yeah. so connected to the company that you're willing to sacrifice your own story, that's where you go into striving, battling against a strategy that isn't a fit for you. And sometimes we have to leave a company, not because we've done something wrong, but because our story is no longer a match for that company story. And and in those cases, being fired is a blessing because you didn't get trapped into striving to try to do something that you weren't meant to be doing. Yes. And it's, I I think it's so important to know in those moments. And I was not, I was not great at this. This is, you know, this is the experience that I have now that I can share my story, but to help someone who maybe is in that situation right now, it is, it is just a nudge in a different direction to help you be where you need to be. And if you can trust that, it makes those days of like, how did my world get turned upside down? And what am I supposed to do now? Just do what you can for the day. Do what feeds your soul and you will, you will receive, you know, that is so, it's so hard to do, but if you can keep yourself in that space, what you're supposed to be doing, I think comes faster to you. I couldn't agree more. And you and I and so many others that I've interacted with or actually worked with as a coach, this has been their experience. Like at the time the job goes away or in whatever form, the company shuts down, they're fired, whatever, and there's devastation. And then all of a sudden when they do just release it, something beautiful comes in and it's my favorite thing ever to watch someone experience that transformation. Yes. Um, and for, you know, uh, for me going back to that, you know, that moment when, when I was fired and again, like it's a company decision, we were being, the, the radio station was being purchased by another company. They did not know me at all. It had nothing to do with me. There was an acquisition going on. There were numbers that were ran. How do these things fit together? And 
I didn't fit in that puzzle, but it had nothing to do. They didn't even know my name. You know, it didn't have anything to do with me. I drove away from that building that I'd been going into for so many years. And I called my husband and he said, are you okay? And I said, well, you know, I'm really sad that I have to call Xfinity and tell them I got fired. So I can't have their products for free anymore. (laughs) Because I really liked having internet and movie channels for free. And, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny where our mind goes in times of stress and duress. I'm like, like, we're going to have to pay for internet and HBO now. Do you understand this? (laughs) Right, right. And God, you know, God love him in that moment. He said to me, if that is what you are worried about. I think this is a good thing. You know, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what this means, but if that is your thing that you're thinking about right now, good. (laughs) Because it means you have a healthy perspective. You were just going to the practical nature of things. I think that is a a healthy, like what's the next thing? Well, the next thing is I need to call Xfinity and make sure we don't lose our movie channels. Right. What an embarrassing phone call. Hi, thank you so much for the wonderful service. I can't do your commercials anymore because I just got fired. So how much is this going to cost now? (laughs) But you know, I, I was, I was thinking of this when you were talking about just do the next thing. I, I read somewhere, heard somewhere, uh, a gentleman that was talking about being, being let go and he said he went home and he cleaned out the garage trash cans, like hosed them out and washed them with soap and water and a scrub brush. He said, I needed to feel worthy and relevant of making a difference somewhere in that moment. And he said, what better place than the dirtiest place really that existed in my house than to make that clean and beautiful and remind myself that I have value. I no longer work there, but I have value. And sometimes it is those just weird, we were talking about cleaning out closets and letting things go so that you can let new things come in. And sometimes that's exactly what it takes is some practical act. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What's it calling Xfinity and saying, hi, I got fired. How much does it cost to keep my internet? (laughs) Just keep moving on. Yeah, that person on the other end of the line, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at someone who had just been fired because I was like, I, well, I don't like, are they going to shut this off today? Like, am I going to lose? Like, I, I don't know what happens. <laughs> Please don't take my internet oh. and my, my, my HBO. Cause I'm going to have more time to watch it now. <laughs> right. That's all I have now. <laughs> well, and the other thing that you said that I think is so profound that I want to underscore a bit as well is there are these supernatural acts that take place in our body. And, you know, I believe that God created our brains and, and, and that the neuroscience is also spiritual, but, but losing your voice was the only way that you could be shut down from the busy, busy, busy to write and think and feel and listen, listen, listen and hear to what, yes. what was, what was needed next. And yes. when we fight 
against those things. Again, that's what I call striving, which means battle and conflict. Yours was laryngitis. Mine was two months of pneumonia where I couldn't leave my house. We, we get set down sometimes <laughs> for a reason. And it's yes, best just to out. embrace it. <laughs> yep. Time out. Get, get in your time out chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. And it, you know, and in one of those moments where I was in timeout and I couldn't talk, so I was just kind of like free flowing writing, that little KJ Today show came back up and I hadn't thought about it in, you know, it's been, you know, four or five years. I, I hadn't thought about it. And I, you know, I had this moment where I was like, that was the thing I always wanted to do. So when I started my media company last year, why didn't I do that? But, but it wasn't, it wasn't time. And as soon as that came out, I mean, I woke my husband up and I'm like, you know, I got the the notebook and the pen and I'm pointing and he's like, he's not a morning person. He's like, yeah, (laughs) what do you, okay. Okay. What do you want me to like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, make coffee. I'm going to keep writing. And that's that's why I I say, if you're, if you're a builder, if you're a a person like us that gets inspired and then needs to act, you either need to be single like me or have a husband like that. Who's like, okay, what can I do to support you? Make coffee. I'm going in. (laughs) (laughs) I I pray that I'm going to get a man like that. That's I can say make coffee. And I'm, I'm here we go. (laughs) So then what, you know, and we've met, well, so I, you know, I kept writing and then I, I was like, you know, I'm not going to wait to do this because I know how to do it. Right. And there came a moment in that free flow of writing over those few days, Rebecca, where I, I wrote out and I do, you know, I love, I love the journaling part where you get into that space where words come out that were for you, that you like you, it's like, I didn't actually say that, like higher self source. God said that to me. And it said, I, I wrote the words. You don't need permission from a radio station or TV station to do this show. Chills. And that was like tingly chills, right? Like, and it was one of those, like, it's in my journal. Right. I like marked that page and circled that. Right. I don't need permission. I don't need a company. I, you know, I had this you know, realization like there, I, it's been, you know, four or five years since I've been on the radio. I have a wonderful following of people on social media, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and they, they support the charity work that I do. They were with me all, the whole while through Make-A-Wish. which like they're, they weren't with my company They're They were with me and they're still with me. That is the essence of the book that I wrote, Write Your Own Story, is that when you own your own story, you can take it anywhere you want to go. You're not, you're not tethered in to a company. Great. If I spent 20 years with a company that was great, but once it's time to go, it's time to go. And you take your gifts and talents and you you're still you. And those people still love you. Thousands of them, tens of thousands of them still love you. And it's been, it's been uh, terrifying and it, at <laughs> times it's been trying because you know, there are things like, I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't know the equipment side of things. Again, 
my husband, he's such a wonderful man. He's like, well, we're going to need this. And we're going to like, you can't like what you want to do. We can't just like turn on and do like, I know your vision and I want it to be the thing that you want it to be. So I'm going to have to do some stuff to our studio. Like we're going to have to change some things, order some things. And I was like, you do what you got to do, but I'm starting at May 4th. <laughs> like it was like two weeks, right? <laughs> oh, I love that. Woman on a mission. Okay. But yeah. here's where I'm going. I love that. And with two minutes to go it for our first show, everything shut down, froze up. My mic wasn't working. Nothing. I was like, Can we just have a pause for how often that happens? And because as I said, and you said, I believe in the power of good and evil that is existing in the world every single day around us. When we are set out to do good in the world, evil and darkness will try everything in its power to, to do that. that. The number of times that's happened to me in an important broadcast or a keynote speech, I'll get ready yeah. to go up and all of a sudden the AV people will be like, hold on, we don't know what's happening. And you, you know me well enough. Now I go up and do some like Biden rebuke prayers over the AV equipment. And they just look at me like I have lost my mind. I'm like, try it now. And it'll, and it'll start working. They're like, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. But it does, I- it happens and we can't panic. We just have to say, okay, this just means it was important enough to be fought in the world. Yes. Yeah. It, it, and it's that moment of, oh, yes, I will do this. You know, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes, we will. We are doing yes. this. You know, not like, well, shoot, I guess we can't. Maybe we weren't meant to do it. I think sometimes people's mind go right yes. there. Well, maybe it wasn't meant to. No, it 100% was. It's it's your reminder, your your voice to the universe that says, I am doing this. Yes. You know, Mm. it's, I love that. And that's where you get the gumption. That's, that's where the fire comes deep in your belly. You're like, okay, now we doing the damn thing. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. And the same thing, show number two, seven minutes to go. My producers, all her stuff stopped working. And I literally gave her like a backup laptop and a microphone and Things were screwed up, so we couldn't be in the same room together. And I was like, go down to the kitchen table. We're going live in five minutes. She's like, okay. (laughs) This is happening. I love it. I love it. So, so yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been really, really beautiful to be able to get to this moment and be like, look back and remember that the KJ Today Show was a beautiful idea and it was it's me, it's authentic. There is nothing perfect about it. I mean, we went on the air and we're like, we don't know if this is gonna work because two minutes ago, none of it was. So let's see what happens. But it's it's who I am and it's putting it out there. It's putting it out there right now. And so, you know, that idea that I felt like got crushed and taken away, now I feel like looking back, they that time in my life, it wasn't the right time. And they didn't deserve that. That mm. wasn't for them. Right. It wasn't for them. It was, it, wasn't it, for was them. it was for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, so it is so beautiful. <laughs> and I think there's no better time than this time in the world. I love the saying that, that where whatever time in the world that you're alive in, is on purpose, right? And I and this is such a weird time in the world and I think it's a call to our authenticity and our 
are who we genuinely are because when everything else around us is crazy and we used to think that it was under control, but now we know that it's nothing but a big ball of uncertainty. The only thing that we can do is look inward and say, but who am I in this space? And what do I have to give to the world? And your story is a beautiful illustration of that. And I'm so excited for you. I'm proud of you for answering that nudge and and listening to those words that came out in your journal. So how's the show going? Like it's out in the world now. How's it going? What are you excited about? It it is. It's, you know, it's uh it's going great. Um you and I are talking on a on a Wednesday and my show is we do it live on Wednesday night. So um, you know, obviously lots of people consume thing on consume things on their own time. So yeah. it's on demand on YouTube and, you know, not to like plug Xfinity again, but if you say <laughs> watch KJ today on the Xfinity voice remote on YouTube, it comes right up. Um, but that's another great cool, full right? circle moment. I mean, let's just honor that for a minute. That's beautiful. <laughs> Right. It was, yes. it was like, I, w- I wonder if this will work. And I said, watch KJ today show on YouTube. And there it was on my TV. And I'm like, thank you, Xfinity. Yay. You were there for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you know, it, it, so the show itself is it's 60 minutes, which has been an interesting challenge because I used to do five hours every single morning. And now I'm doing one hour on Wednesday nights. Um, we kind of set the expectation of let's get it out there. And if we, when we can do more, we will do more, but let's get it out there. Um, so it's 60 minutes of positive vibes, people to know pop culture and pets, which are all my things (laughs) and all the beautiful things in the world. So say it again, positive vibes, people to know people to know pop culture, pop culture and and pets. pets. Yeah. It is all the beautifulness in the world. I love it. And I did have uh, a moment show, um, show number three, like show one and show two had all that like weird technical stuff. I actually, I got myself this nice big uh, Shanghai crystal, which this is the, if you've ever seen people have those little like uh, crystal stickers on the back of their phone that bo- uh, block out the EMF. Oh, um, okay. That's, that's Shanghai. So, I mean, there's lots of crystals that have like meanings and we could talk about that, but this one is actually like, if you're having issues with electronics, get yourself some Shanghai. So I'm like show three, I was like, <laughs> we've got the Shanghai, nothing's going to go wrong. Um, but it was, it was, it was the day that everyone was finding out about the the mass shootings. And I was uh, like, how do I, how do I go on tonight and be like, Hey, let's have some goofy fun. Let's talk about pop culture and things. And I really, really struggled with, is it the right thing to do? Um, and again, in like, just kind of like, let's go, let's, let's go to the journal. Yeah. Um, you know, it, th- what came to me was, it's absolutely needed. That's what came to me. It's needed that we, especially in this time, like, you know, what you're talking, everything is uncertain and there is pain behind everyone's story and struggle. And if we can't honor those people by continuing to find joy when there Mm -hmm. is grief, right. And we are not serving what their purpose was here. Right. 
Um, to me, it has to be a balance. And it's not that we are ignoring grief, ignoring reality. We are actually honoring the people that can't be in a space right now that can't find a reason to smile. We owe it to them if we can to have our day where we can smile so that when our grief is there, we're surrounded by people who can lift us up and find that joy for us. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I saw a post on Simon Sinek's LinkedIn. I can't even remember what the circumstance in the world was at the time, because there's been so many um, happening back to back, but it was a particular dark couple of days for something in the news. I can't remember. And someone just blasted Simon Sinek for putting out some inspiring post about some work that he was doing. And I got so sad because I thought if we all just turn to gloom and doom and darkness, we're screwed. <laughs> I'm, yes. I mean, it, it takes a whole lot more boldness and courage and confidence to stay inspiring and hopeful and positive in the midst of those things than it does to, to let it bring us down. So I applaud you for listening again to the words in the journal and, and going on. So how, well, how did that show play out? It, you know, it was, I would say it was our, our, our best show so far. We, not to, not, not to say, don't go, don't go watch four and five. <laughs> They're good we, peaked, we, we peaked at three guys. It's all downhill from here. Um, but I, I think in, in reconnecting with um, my audience and some of the new people that have come in, just coming on and saying, I, you know, I said that I didn't know if I should do this today, you know, but you're here and I'm here. And so let's honor the moment that we get to have in this life. Because we don't know how many moments we get. So right now, let's let's do this together, right? And um, I think that's so important for all of us, no matter where we're showing up, no matter what our purpose is in the lives around us, to to not get lost in the grief and just say, I don't know exactly how to show up with everything that's going on, but I'm I'm going to show up, and I'm here. I'm here and yeah. you're here and we're together because nobody yeah. thrives alone and to have you that they can count on to be that inspiring figure in their lives might be one of the only bright spots that they have in their lives. You know, a lot of people are lonely and are looking for someone like you that can be a light in that darkness. And I think that it's beautiful that you open the show again, honoring your authenticity and just genuinely showing up and saying what was on your heart. The more we do that in life and business, the more people will feel connection. Even if it's on the job, if you're a leader of a team or a company, if you just show up and say what's on your heart, it rarely is a bad idea. So I'm glad. And you're I think here. that's it's so important what you're doing and in, in reinforcing that constantly because we we don't we have years and years of programming that we've got to get rid of of you know, showing up to work and you're fine, even when you're not, because you better be fine because you're at work. You know, these facades that we've been told make us strong. Bullshit. You know, it's (laughs) right. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. It is absolute bullshit. It's garbage. And we are going to be so much better when we all can just let that 
trash, go to the trash and show up the best we can in the moment that we're in and being honest and saying, I'm honoring you that you're doing the best that you can, because you know what? So am I. And when you're not okay, being able to say, you know what? Not okay today. I'm not going to bring my best self today. It's impossible to think that we should or could or can. Um, I I call it in my book, ushering in the age of humanity, that the industrial age of living like machines um, is, is over. And if you're still trying to lead and manage that way, you're about to get left behind because people won't tolerate that anymore. And it's best just to step into where we are, which is human to human. And it doesn't mean that we forego the business model for crying out loud. I'm an amazing business consultant, goals, strategies, systems, processes. Yes, please. And let's make money doing it so we can continue to serve in big, bold, beautiful ways. Like business doesn't have to be the burnout machine that it has become, I believe that commerce and business human to human can be the place that heals our hearts, doesn't break them. And, and that we can show each other our, just like you did, I'm here. This is my business. This is my work. And even if you, you know, run a team in an insurance agency, you can still show up and say, I'm here. How are you? Let's work together. Let's serve each other. Let's do, let's do beautiful work together and not treat each other like machines. Yes. Oh, I love it. Thank you for being a, being a voice out there and helping, helping so many women, especially because I think we, you know, we do struggle with, um, and I am working on it now, you know, the idea that if we're, if we're not performing or we're not doing something, who are we letting down? Right. You know, like there's that like idea in your head, like, you know, sometimes you're not serving anybody. If you don't just take a break and take care of yourself. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm doing, I can say that because the universe shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, a hundred percent. And so many times I hear women say it feels selfish to take care of myself and yes. I'm actually doing a keynote for uh, True You here in Indianapolis on June 28th, I think it is. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but my entire keynote is that stress is selfish. Self-care is badass. Because when you are stressed, because you haven't taken care of yourself, and there's all kinds of stress. Let me just clarify. Not all stress mm-hmm. is bad. There's good, the stress we get before we push record on a show. There's, 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 there's good stress too. Right. Um, but when we don't take care of ourselves and we live in this frenetic pace where we are, we are not our best selves because of that frenetic pace, we are not serving well. We are not great coworkers. We are not great leaders. We are, we are short-tempered moms and naggy wives. And we're, we're not our best selves when we don't take care of ourselves. So I, I want to flip the script on that narrative and say, the most selfish thing you can do is be exhausted and stressed out all the time. Sit your ass down, take a nap, journal, spend some time and, and regroup and take care of yourself so that when you come out to serve from that time, you're, you're bet They're better for it. You're better for it. We've, we've got to change that narrative. It's gone on too long. I'm done with it. It really has. It really yeah. has. I love that too. I haven't thought about it that way. That the that stress is not, it's, I mean, it's not serving anybody, no. but we wear it. You know, like we've almost been taught to wear it as a badge. 
boy, I'm working. So you can see how stressed I am all the time. So I must be an amazing worker. (laughs) Well, and then we pass, we pass that on to our kids. So schools have become this striving achievement-based culture. Now our kids are stressed out. So you've got the energy in, in the home is busy, productive. I don't have time for this. And then everybody just feels like shit. Like that's not working. Yes. <laughs> no, nope, it sure isn't. That's a whole nother show. KJ. We, we, yes, oh my is. goodness. That's a, that's a whole nother, <laughs> come back and we'll do that. We'll do that topic as yes. well. So tell us again, where people can find you on YouTube, other social yeah. media. What's the best way if they want to just be, Oh my gosh, I want to make sure I don't miss a show. What should they do? Yes. The easiest way to get to all my stuff and things is kjtodayshow.com. It'll get you to my YouTube channel, the link to Spotify, Apple, and then all of my places on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have seven rescue cats. So if you need like lots of pet joy, I (laughs) am constantly (laughs) sharing their goofy stories. And I, Uh, I'm going to tease this out as a little bit of a, um, maybe inspiration to make sure it keeps going. You have a, you have a book that you've been penning that has a pet theme as well. Are we still working on that KJ? Yes, I am. I actually, I, I I talked to my uh, good friend over the weekend. So I just finished up this great big uh, pop culture convention uh, called PopCon here in Indianapolis. And I had said to her, she sent me she keeps me on track, right? Like these are the next things we need to do. And the book is written. Like I have to do the weird stuff now, like the make sure the layout is right and do acknowledgements and do something for the back of the book and like all that. I'm like, oh, I thought I was done. I wrote the book. <laughs> I, I I outsourced all that stuff, girlfriend. Like there are people that will do that for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to find these people okay. because I am I'll- not. Yeah. I, yes. Um, but not she the was fun at part. the convention as well. And we, we left it as she said, she said, sent you an email with like your next steps. Let me know if you have any questions. And she said, but no rush. And I said, no, stay on my ass. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm asking you. I'm like, come on, yes. girlfriend. Do you, do yes. you want to tease out anything about the book or are we just going to wait until that comes out? Yeah, no, I am more than happy to, uh, to to chat about it. And you tell me if I get chatting too much because it's like that button, like ask me about my cats. You may regret. <laughs> if you're passionate um, about it, then it needs to be said. What, tell us about the book. So the the story really is, it's a reflection of my life so far and what I've learned in the various phases of my life through the, the cats who have uh, who, who have chosen to be here with me. And I really, I believe very much that, um, that everything happens for a reason. And even our, from our, our family members and our friends are supposed to be in our life that our pets are too. Mm-hmm. Um, my first word was, was kitty before I said mama or dada. Oh. In my baby book, my mother reminded me multiple times that I liked cats before I liked her. <laughs> And was pleased that I grew up and uh, became the kitty correspondent for Pet Pals TV, which is one of my uh, passion projects. She's like, well, at least if you were going to say kitty before mama, you like went on to make it. Went on to use it for good. Yes. I love that. Uh, 
So the book is called Raised by Cats, and it is a, a very helpful guide for people who are struggling with, you know, with cat behaviors. But really, it's kind of me putting myself out there in a way that feels comfortable for me to tell my story, which is some of the triumphs and lessons and complete failures. I talk about my cat, Reggie, who was my practice cat. And I apologize to him a gazillion times, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the young girl out of college who finally had a, you know, a cat that's like, I don't know what, I don't actually know how to take care of you. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it will, every time I have to do an edit, I cry again, as I read mm -hmm. through these amazing impacts that, um, these wonderful little creatures have had on my life. So it's, it, I wasn't, I keep getting, you know, that like, when are you going to write your story? And people want to know that listen to me on the Smiley show. They always want to know like what was behind the mic and the, and I wasn't, I'm not ready for that. So my comfort zone is let me tell you about me through the eyes of my cats. And maybe you <laughs> never will be ready. Maybe that's not your story to tell. Your story is one yeah. that's genuine and authentically you. So um, I just have to laugh because as you're talking about cats, my daughter's my daughter's college cat Bugs has made an appearance on the show. If you're, if you're listening to the audio and not watching the video, the minute you started talking about that, she jumps up on the table and it's like, did you say cats? Here I am. How can I serve you? <laughs> I, I will never like never call myself a, a cat whisperer. Um, but this is very, very common, Rebecca, that when I am doing uh, Zoom meetings and podcasts and guest starring that people will be like, this cat never comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs is like, tell me more about the book and how uh, I what I like to think is that when you get done with the book, you'll understand a little bit more about me and um, learn from some of the lessons that I've had in life when I felt my lowest. And this wonderful little ball of love was like, I'm here to to, to get you to the next place. Um, but also that the cats of the world will thank me for giving some humans a little better understanding of what I they're doing that. here and their purpose. I love that. And I, I often call my son, the golden retriever and my daughter, the cat, because my son is always ready to have a conversation. Let's do this. What do you want to do? Sounds good. Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And, and my daughter is more, I'll come to you when I'm ready. And when I'm done, I'm done. Which is a little more cat-like. So I, as a mom, have, have just learned to manage those very different needs and personalities and respond accordingly. And it's you just you just have to be aware and mindful that the, they're different. <laughs> well, and I appreciate that you acknowledge that because so much of, of what I do in the in the realm of the, the cat education world is like, so for starters, your cat's not a dog. <laughs> So right. we have, we, like you have to understand your cat's not a dog and your cat's not a human, just like your dog's not a cat. <laughs> your dog's not like we're speaking right. different languages, different languages, yep. different languages and different mm -hmm. ways to show our love. It's like the, you know, the, the five love languages. Yes. Uh, we, we really need to understand what those are for our, our little pets that we bring into our, our world and ask to exist in this strange uh, roof with four walls that they weren't 
naturally naturally well funny you should mention that because now bugs the cat is eating the succulents on my table since we're here together so i probably should end the show and manage the cat that's in my presence before she eats get down and knocks out all the dirt out of the (laughs) see what you've done kj you've you've stirred it all up here (laughs) bugs is like it's time to wrap up the show You are a bright light, my dear. I love you. I love what you're doing in the world. I want everybody to go and listen and watch your show. And let's just stay friends forever, shall we? I love that idea. Thank you, Swear. Thanks for being here. You got it. When I work with my clients, I want them to discover their unique personal story so they can then stand tall in that story and live a life full of soul and emotions and their natural curiosity about their unique gifts, talents, and abilities so they can live a thriving life. Because our brains are hardwired for stories and our brain wants us to thrive. So I help my clients tap into that. And I also have a sponsor for this podcast called Storybook, which is a unique and innovative platform that helps you bring your company stories to life by tapping into the emotional flow and the natural curiosity that we have about your products and services. So check them out. You can go to my website, wethrive.live, click on the Stand Tall in Your Story link and see the kind of work they're doing for us, or go to their site, cantaloupe.tv, and there's hundreds of stories there that they've created that you can experience. Check them out. We're so grateful to work with them and for them to sponsor the podcast. And please join the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community where we can continue the conversation and you can meet other badass high achievers like you. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. If you like the music for the podcast, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music and look up Cameron Hessian Clouds. You can download the full song there. He's got some other stuff out there as well. And y'all, he's my son. It'd be great if you'd go and download some of his stuff. I'm not coming down. I never liked it on the ground. I'm not coming down.